0: Amen. Well, how is everybody this morning? Good. I want to thank you all for coming to worship with us. So, I'd like to begin with asking a question. Have any of you ever had a real deep need or a real deep desire for a certain gift? And because it's a little bigger than your normal request from God, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. Right? We tend to forget with those big requests and those big needs, we tend to forget that we also serve a big God. And we get a little bit freaked out and a little bit worried. Do I have any overthinkers in the room? Okay, I'm preaching to somebody. My coworker told me last week, she said, Geez, Jesse, you overthink your overthinking. It's true. It's absolutely true. Whenever I start to have those big needs or a great desire, for a certain present from God, that's when I start the what ifs. That's when I start the overthinking. What if, what if God doesn't, doesn't meet this need? What if I don't get the present? What if, what if uh, it takes a long time to get here and by the time it does get here, will I even want to enjoy it then? Will I be exhausted? I, what if God doesn't give me the whole thing? What if He gives me some of the thing? What if? What if? What if? title of this sermon is Presence or Presence. I have some props here. Uh-huh. Some very awkwardly wrapped props. But there's a reason for that. <clears throat> you know, often when we start to worry and get engulfed by those big needs, those great needs for that certain present. We'll get so consumed by that that it'll distract us from enjoying our relationship with God. We'll get so concerned with what we want Him to do for us that we'll lose sight of His love for us. It'll distort our relationship with Him. This morning, if you will, please turn with me to Scripture I'd like to begin with Genesis chapter twelve, verses one through four. I'll be reading out of the New New Living Translation. Can we do something different this morning? When you found that place of scripture, uh, if you're physically able, could you stand with me? Whatever copy of scripture you have, if it's a mobile copy or if it's a book copy, there are Bibles in the chair in front of you. But if you will, could we make a declaration this morning? Can everybody say, I am, I am what God's Word says I am. What God's Word says I am. And I can do. I can do what God's Word says I can do. What God's Word says I can do. And I can be. And I, can be I can be. What God's Word says I can be. What God's Word says I can be. Amen. How powerful of a declaration of that. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. The Lord said to Abram. Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And all families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Abram Was 75 years old when he left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Father, thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy for us. Thank you that we can worship you in open, that we don't have to meet in an underground place in hiding, but we can worship you in freedom here today. So, Father, speak a word through me, place me behind the cross, let our hearts be open to receive your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, when we're talking about receiving uh, certain gifts from God, great gifts, first point I would like to make is sometimes there's a process to the present. Yes, sometimes there's a process to the present. How many of you know that it's the big gifts that sometimes take the longest? To get here, not only the longest to, to receive, but, but also the longest time to put together, right? I remember when I was a kid, I was six years old, I, I specifically remember this Christmas. You know, uh, my parents got me some toys, and that was cool. And, and my brother, he's, he's much older than I am, his, his wife at the time got him a race car track, right? She got him a race car track, and I had done un- unwrapped my gifts and I was enjoying them. <clears throat> Jason, right, he was still putting his, his race car track together. I was like, man, it's taking this guy forever. I'm, I'm glad I'm not over there piecing this thing. I mean, it seemed real just, oh. And, and I was just enjoying my. And finally, he got put together, and it looked amazing. I was like, now that's actually pretty cool. So I went over there, and I checked it out. And I was like, hey, okay. I wish I had me a race car track. See, sometimes, guys, we'll get lost in the process when we're waiting to receive for a while. We think God's forgotten about us, but he hasn't forgotten about us. There's a reason why it's taking us the time that it's taking to receive what we've been praying for. See, the right gift given at the wrong time could be a very, very bad thing. There's a reason why He don't give a Ferrari to a 14-year-old. It's not that there's anything wrong with the gift. The Ferrari's great. Ferrari, hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I'm preaching to somebody. Nothing wrong with the Ferrari, it's just the timing in which it is given. See, sometimes there's a process to the present because there's some things God wants us to know. See, sometimes there's some assembly required. Sometimes there's some assembly required. And if we don't go through the process to receive it's during the process that we learn how to operate in that gift. I once heard Stephen Furtick, he said something that it may sound slightly rude at first, but bear with me. He said, sometimes the burden weighs as much as the blessing. And that sounds quite rude, but let's be honest. Bigger house, bigger mortgage, bigger electric bill, more rooms to clean. And that's where the frowns started coming. <laughs> Yikes. Fancy car. Fancy car repair costs. The big gifts take a while to get used because there are things that we have to learn. There are strengths that we have to gain during that waiting period. That if we hadn't have gone through that waiting period, when the gift gets here, we wouldn't know how to use it. We wouldn't know how to receive it. We wouldn't know how to operate in it. Sometimes there's some assembly required. Sometimes there's some assembly required. Brings me to my next gift here. This one's quite awkwardly wrapped. Well, to be quite honest, they're all awkwardly wrapped. (laughs) Don't y'all make fun of me. I I, I learned uh, through the process of wrapping these that wrapping presents is not one of my gifts. Uh, The Lord said, Jesse, you better stick to cutting hair, big guy stick to cutting hair. Sometimes the present that we've been praying for is totally opposite than what God has in mind. Amen. And He'll send something different that didn't look like what we had anticipated. And because the gift doesn't look like what we anticipated, we reject it. Sometimes the present isn't always wrapped in a way that you anticipated. Yeah. Well, God, this isn't what other people have, so I don't want it. Sometimes we get down because our lives don't look like other people's lives. But I'm here to remind you, your life doesn't have to look like everyone else's. And the gift that God has for you is specific. And it's specific for a reason. The gift that He's given you, you might not be able to use. The gift that He's given you, you might not be able to use. There's a reason why He's given what He's given to you. And just because it isn't wrapped in a way or didn't come to you in a way or wasn't delivered to you in a way that you anticipated doesn't mean that it can't be useful for your life. Amen. Many times God has to remind me and, and, and He'll do this through Marshall. Marshall will say, Jesse, don't be so quick to cancel something out, bro. Yeah. See, there are some people in our lives that God could really do something through if we would just receive them. I love when Marshall says, look around the room, this is God's best. Wow, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Your life and your gift doesn't have to look like what everyone else has. Yeah. Amen? Sometimes in the process of praying for that gift, we'll forget that how vital it is to continue with the process. Yeah. See, when we give up, We cut our our present short. Leaves a hole in what we could have received. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys a personal testimony right now. I come from a long line. A long line of alcoholism and dysfunction. No one in my family has ever graduated high school. No one. not, Not a single person. But my mother did choose to do one thing. She chose not to fall into addiction. Yeah, And because she chose not to fall to addiction, I was able to climb a little higher. And thankfully, I'm the first high school graduate in my family. And thankfully, since I was able to climb a little higher, one day my kids will be able to climb a little higher. But here's the whole thing. Here's the point that I'm making here. If she would have decided to give up and fall into addiction like the rest, like everything she saw going around her... (coughs) if she would have chose to fall like everyone else, guess what? She wouldn't have been just cutting into her presence. She would have been cutting into mine. Amen? See, Abraham, we're reading Abraham here, and he thought generationally. He said, God, you know, who's going to inherit? Who's going to carry my name? He thought ahead. He wasn't just praying for himself, but he was praying for others as well. And I'm here to tell you guys that the process that God has you going through, the journey He has you going through, it's important that you continue with it. Because you're not, just cutting, you're not just cutting yourself. You could be cutting someone else's gift. Thankfully, my mom decided to continue as hard as it was. Thankfully, I was able to climb a little higher. And hopefully my, my future family will be able to do the same thing. And I praise God for that today. My last and final box here. Somewhat neatly wrapped. It doesn't look as awkward as this guy. There's no scary label on it that says, uh, you know, assembly required. Doesn't have a hole cut in it. Here's the thing. We open it. It's empty. It's empty. See, here's the thing. Sometimes the best present that we can get from God is not a material thing at all. Amen. I think instead the best present that we could ever get from God is His person, His presence. Not His gifts, but His presence. Yes. Yeah. See, God told Abraham, Abraham, I want you to leave everything that you've known before, and I need you to go into this foreign place. Abraham couldn't see the present he couldn't see the gifts. He was briefly told, God briefly told him what he'd do. He says, yeah, I'm going to make your name famous and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But he couldn't see it in front of him. How many of you know, just because you can't, you can't see in front of you what you've been praying for, that doesn't mean that God's promise doesn't still have the power. That's right. I'm here to re- reaffirm to some of you today that God's, God's promises still hold the same power. Today, as it did then for him. Here's the initial point that I'm trying to make. Abraham could not see the present. What he did have was the promise. And he said, God, your promise is good enough. Your promise is good enough for me. He didn't know what would be there when he got to this foreign land. He only knew who would be there. He only knew who would be there. And that was God. Let me tell you guys a funny story. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, there was an event in Athens, and it was called Christ Talk. Now, I've never heard of Christ Talk. It sounded interesting. A friend of mine uh, sent me the invite on Facebook, and I looked, and I saw, that, uh, I saw that my friend Robbie would be there. My friend Natalie would be there. And so I shared it on my, on my Facebook. I shared it. Didn't know nothing about this event. Well, check it out. My friend Megan asked me, Jesse, what's Christ talk? And I was like, Megan, I don't know. I felt kind of embarrassed. I had shared an event that I knew nothing about. Here's the thing. Here's why I shared that event. Here's why I supported it. I didn't know what it would be about. I only knew who would be there. I knew Natalie would be there. I knew Robbie would be there. And most importantly, I knew my pastor would be there. Yeah. And if Marshall's in, you can count me in. (laughs) Because I know he's about to do his thing. Guys, we need to be that way about God. Amen. That God, I might not be able, I might have been praying a long time for this present, and I I might be so engulfed. Enwrapped in worry and distress. Am I going to receive this? Am I not going to receive this? Is it going to look like what I anticipated? Is it not going to look like... If I give up, what are going to be the consequences of that? But instead, we need to focus on simply being in a relationship with Him. I believe it was last year, uh, Bobby asked me a question. It was the most profound question I had ever been asked in my young life. He said, Jesse, if the house with the white picket fence doesn't come and the wife with the the beautiful, genius, articulate children, you know, uh, so talented that they're, they're on that Steve Harvey show. Kids got talent. If they never come, if the desk job, you know, the CEO desk job never comes, is having God enough? Wow. That was a question that I could not run from. I had to answer myself in my own heart. Is He enough? Is He really enough? Do we stop serving Him when the presents aren't flowing in? And I had realized, I had to analyze my prayer life. That for a long time, I had been praying these Wheel of Fortune prayers. (laughs) Spin the wheel. Yeah. For a long time, I treated God as if He's a coin machine. God... I'll do this if you do this. And God, if I see the blessings rolling, that's when I'm going to get real anointed and I'm going to start lifting my hands and whoo, hallelujah. Here's the thing, man. Will your praise be just as strong when the gifts aren't rolling in as when they are? Will your obedience be just as strong to God when the gifts are not rolling in as when they are? Will your trust be just as strong when the gifts aren't rolling in as when they are? That's the question I have for you today. For Abraham, the promise was enough. For Abraham, he didn't have to know what the future looked like. He only had to know who was going to be there. And like me, I knew nothing about the Christ Talk event. I just knew who would be there. And that's where I want my heart to be this morning. Is God, if, if the presence never come, I want your presence to be enough. Amen.